If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What is going on? Welcome to episode 163 of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64 Josh. On this very, very special episode, we're interviewing an indie dev for the game Old School Racer 2. Matt, what's going on? Not much. Just hanging. Yeah, dude. Really excited to really excited to talk. We're gonna talk a little bit about your history with Nintendo. Um Plus, we're going to talk about your game and maybe take a couple questions from chat if anybody wants to uh, ask anything. So keep that in mind if you're here with us live. So before we get started, if you'd like to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash NPC. Pick up something awesome like Console Wars, Ready Player One. So many great, great books out there. Blood, Sweat and Pixels is amazing. All right. The chair I'm sitting in is from OPC. If you go to n64josh.com slash OPC. You automatically save $10 at checkout and you can pick up their desks or their chairs. They're amazing products and I highly, highly recommend them. So go, go check them out. Lastly, I do have a Patreon. If you want to get yourself an extra podcast each month, you can go to patreon.com slash N64 Josh and uh, just a dollar. You get it. You get a, an extra show. So there's other tiers available as well. If you want to check that out, patreon.com slash N64 Josh. With that, I think we're going to we're just going to jump into this uh, this interview. Here we go. All right. So, Matt, let's get started just with your history with Nintendo. What were some of your favorite consoles as a kid? My favorite, I would, well, it's two. It was uh, definitely the SNES. Uh, I remember all oh, the amazing games on the SNES and Mario World and all that lot. Um, and then after the SNES, I ended up going to the PS1 for a little bit. And I would say that those two are probably, other than the Nintendo Switch, my favorite consoles of all. The, the PS1, um, this show's over. We're, we're, we're done here. We're this is no, I'm just messing around. So what, uh, real quick, I don't know. There's a lot of rumors going around right now that SNES games are coming to the switch. And somebody tweeted me a list. I have no Ooh. clue if this is, if this is valid or anything, but that, that's the rumors that are happening right now. So that would be completely know. worth the money. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be down. I'd be down. Go, so. go away. The, the NES come with the SNES. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I still like the, I still like the NES. It's, it's got, it's got good games. <laughs> yeah. It does have a few. <laughs> so, okay. So what, let's go with some of your, your, your favorite games from the, uh, uh, from, from the SNES. What, what did you love? Well, I when I got my SNES, it came with the um, Mario All Stars, which oh, was the nice. which was like I didn't realize at the time just how amazing it would be to have that game because of course it was all of them. It was all the first. Well, I think it was the first five, four. Which ones? Yeah. So um, I put many hours into that one. Um, 
and then I got Mario World, which was awesome. And um, Mario Kart. So basically, if it had Mario in it or Link, I was uh, <laughs> I was all set. You, you were you were good to go. Um, yeah. What? So, like, did you did you play like all the way through Link to the Past? Um, no, I um, I got stuck at some point. Um, it's one of the few games that I haven't actually completed, which is really bad. So it needs to come on the virtual console. Oh well, on on the uh, on the Switch, so that I can actually complete it. <laughs> well, that gets to our. We could we could just jump ahead to what Nintendo game you haven't finished that everybody's going to completely judge you for. I think we uh, <laughs> I think we've already got that one out of the way. So oh, uh, yeah. go ahead, guys. Well, what's your Twitter so people can at you and and belittle you for not finishing that game? <laughs> uh. No, no, that's, that's great. That's great. I mean, I loved, you know, everybody knows I loved Mario Kart loves, I still love Mario Kart, but uh, tons of great memories playing that, uh, um, playing that. Do you have any, any, any favorite like Nintendo memories, you know, like, like I was saying with like Super Mario Kart, I played with my uncle all the time, like just doing time trials and, and battle mode and things like that. Do you have, do you have any moments like that you can share with us? Um, I, I remember with, Donkey Kong Country, which was another one of the the first one, um, my mate being over and like just constantly swapping the control every time we died, which was quite often, um, <laughs> just trying <laughs> to get to the next level. Um, I've got many memories of of, of that type of gaming because I, um, I used to hang around with my mate every Saturday, so we'd swap houses. So one week I'd go over to his, and one week I'd come over to mine. Oh. And um, it was literally like a lot of the games we had were single player games. So it was swap the controller when you died and see how far you can get, etc. So good memories of that. Did you guys get the chance to play Turtles in Time together? No. Oh, it's so sad, man. It's so sad. I, I see. I had the SNES and he had the Mega Drive. Oh. So it was like different consoles and everything. I had the better one, of course. But. You didn't have blast processing though. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, my, I've, I've mentioned it on here before, but my, my, uh, my, my sad memory with Donkey Kong is my brother erasing my save file at like 92%, oh. you know? So yeah, like that was, nice. that was rough to, to turn my, turn my game on and be like, what do you mean? <laughs> they all say zero. What happened here? You know? So, so close. Yeah. Sad, sad days. Any other, uh, did you, I mean, did, I know you said PlayStation one, did you, did you stick with PlayStation or did you go back to Nintendo like 64 GameCube, that kind of stuff? Um, no, weirdly when the, I, I love the PS one. I had many games on there, like Tony Hawk and all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I disappeared off the console gaming for a while and didn't come back until the Wii. Um, I hundred percented Mario Galaxy. I thought it was amazing, and I had most a load of games on the Wii. And then I again I skipped up until um, no, I got the Wii U, played a load of stuff on that, and then I got the Switch. So uh, there's just a gap from the PS1 to the Wii. I see. I see. Did you when you had the Wii? Did you end up playing any GameCube games because it was backwards compatible? Yes, Metroid. Oh, um the nice. collectors the collectors edition that they did with all three games um which came out in the which i got the digital download because the physical one was 
impossible to buy anywhere because it kind of sold out just about. So, oh, um, you're talking the Prime Collection on the Wii U? Yeah, yeah, Prime nice. Collection. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's I I well I have the physical copy, but it's so rough going back to those controls with the. I, I'm really hoping that we see the Prime Collection make its way to the uh, Switch yeah. to the Switch with the you know just standard like get away from its original control scheme altogether and just make it an actual like first person shooter style yeah. game. Like I'm they, they could, they could really make or break the next game depending on how they do the controls. And I hope, I hope we finally get just a standard first person shooter, you know, fingers crossed. Would be nice. Fingers crossed, you know, so well, they've given us an amazing Odyssey and Zelda game. So you never know. We might. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know it will still be it will still be a fun single player adventure if the controls are like the old ones. The old ones were were great. But I'm still like I'm kind of holding out for some multiplayer, you know, things like that. Like I have I have high expectations for uh, for Prime. I want it to see for Prime 4. I want I want it to become um, what Halo used to be for the for the Xbox. You know, that's that's uh, that's I'm, I'm holding on to hope so. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, what? So, what were some of your what were some of your favorite titles on the Wii U? Um, definitely Galaxy. As I say, I the first one I, I comp- got every single star, which took a while, but well worth it. And I, I remember when I first booted that up, just the whole new concept I just found amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Metro Prime Corruption. Um. Trying to think now. It's been a while. Mario Kart, of course. <laughs> I think you've named all the the real the real good games. <laughs> yeah, in oh, chat's I, I yell did have um, Mario Strikers, which wasn't too bad. Okay, uh, I just got that Super for Christmas. Strikers. Yeah, so. it, that weren't that weren't too bad a game. Uh, oh, and Super Monkey Balls, which I actually also hundred percented, and I found that quite interesting. Oh, okay. Um, the cool. one that came out when it released that was because there weren't too many games at release. So I remember that was one of those that I picked up. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then moving on to the Wii U, did you play, did you like both the games that were on that system? (laughs) (laughs) I actually really liked the Wii U. It was my favorite console until the Switch came out, Uh, purely because you could play it without a TV. And that would, that were brilliant. Um, So yeah, I mean, I've actually just rebought kind of a load of the games that I had initially on the Wii U. Right, right, right. So it's like, yes, Mario Kart I bought twice. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually initially bought Zelda on the Wii U because I went to, in Manchester, there was a, a Switch event where you could go to demo the Switch and have a, a go on all the games. And the way they had it set up, it just put me off the Switch because you never got to hold it other than it being mounted to something. So you didn't realize oh. how amazing it was. I see. So like, I'm not that bothered. I'm just going to get it for the Wii U. And then I put 70 hours into it. Then eventually I got a switch and got it again and put another <laughs> 70 hours into it. <laughs> so, what, like, I, so obviously you loved it. Like what, uh, give us, give us your, your, your quick review of, uh, of breath of the wild. I, oh, quick review. I don't think there is such a thing. It's just, it's probably one of the best games I have ever played. Love it. Love and, it. And it, it, if, if nothing else, just for the searching and walking around and solving the shrines and discovering Korok seeds randomly and thinking, oh, what's that? And it turns out to be a Korok seed and oh, just fantastic. 
You gonna are you gonna one hundred percent that game? Get all nine hundred of the Korok seats? No. <laughs> I, I I mean, bear in mind, I, I put seventy hours on each console, so that's like what one forty, hundred forty hours. I loaded up my my game. I've only completed twenty eight percent, and I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. Did you get the DLC uh, for it? Yes. Yeah. Which I haven't completed either. It's um, yeah. You're in good Very company, good man. I don't complete any games, so don't you know we can be judged together so it's it's okay i used to want to complete everything and as i've got older i've just not got the time <laughs> like odyssey i've only i mean i've got 555 moon uh, moons which i'm not happy about but it's like it's only just past halfway <laughs> did you complete it though yes oh yes eventually okay. that last level was insane oh dude i was like oh i love that i loved 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 it so very cool uh any other notable Switch titles that you uh, that you just love? Uh, I've been playing Raven Rabbits, Mario uh, Mario Kingdom Raven Rabbits. Mm-hmm. That's quite interesting. Um, hang on, I just I mean I was playing Undertale, but of course that's multi platform. Right, 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 right. Um, and I got. Um, crashed the insane trilogy and then realized just my memories of that game are not what i thought i think i'm wondering if everyone in the uk did that because that game was in the top of the charts forever (laughs) in the uk was the game that everybody played when i was a kid it was like um the n64 wasn't that big in the uk right so it was like the ps1 with crash and going back to it it's like what were they thinking? This if it if it controlled how I w- would like it to, it would be a good game. But it just doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you tap the button and it just it just dies. So yeah, very irritating. I'm determined to complete it though, just so I can get rid of it and sell it on. I got you. I got you. I'm just glad to have some light shed on this because we were always baffled by the fact that like. This, you know, I think there were a few months it was ahead of Mario Kart and we're like, what is going on over there? What's in the water? What's in the tea? What is, you know, <laughs> what, why do people love this so much? So it, it's different. It's like when you, if you go back to the SNES and the NES, the Master System and the Mega Drive were more popular in the UK mm. than Nintendo. So it's like for a long time, it was, it was literally Sega everywhere. So I was one of the few people who actually had a SNES. So all my mates had the Mega Drive or the Master System. So you're like the like the lone man out on the playground, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're all just chanting blast processing and you're like, you know, super effective. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. All right. Well, hey, let's uh let's let's transition over into talking about your uh talking about your game. Yeah. Cool. All right. So your game is called Old School Racer 2. And it's going to be out on the Switch on January 18th. And it's coming out at, uh, what, did you say $7.99 or $8.99? $7.99, I think. Or it might even just be 8 altogether. I see. And I right now, the there's... in so many countries, I can't actually um, remember because it was like over a month ago. <laughs> I, I understand. And right now, it's pre-order. You can pre-order yeah. it on the eShop for like, what do we say, like five twenty six or something? Uh, something like that right right around there it's like 30 percent, 33 percent off right now so um so you can you guys can look it up um old school racer 2 but let's let's kind of take a step back a little bit when did you know you wanted to make games 
Um, probably from about 12 or 13, I've always been interested in computers. And I remember um, one of, I can't remember what it was, but he says, oh, why don't you, this person who used to help me with maths used to, said to me, why don't you design um, a game or something? So I literally designed an entire game on paper because I had no idea about programming. And it was like... 20 pages of full scat paper all drawn out and everything and that, that's i suppose that's when the, my ideas started to go um and then uh, when i hit 16 i went to college um and did programming and literally from there i started just making little games and messing around with games from there okay okay let's talk a little bit about your current game like wait what's what's it about describe it for us it's uh, it's a 2D racer. Um, if you think, I don't know if you've heard of games like Elastomania. Um, that was a, a PC game from quite a while ago. Or um, uh, Trials HD, of course, which was on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a 2D version of something like that. But I've always liked having games that are different. So the, initially, when I made the, the very first game, I incorporated Gravity Beam all weird ways. So it wouldn't, it would change throughout the level. Um, and then when I made this game, I thought, how can I push that further? And I thought I'd do something called morphing, where the actual world physically changes as you race through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've literally, once I had the basic concept, I played it and played it and tweaked it until it was fun. Because I, I think unless a game is fun, it doesn't, it can be the cleverest game ever. But if people don't enjoy playing it, it's pointless. Right, right, right. Did you did you have a Game Boy growing up at all? Uh, yes, Pokemon. I put many hours into Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. Okay. Did you ever play? We were talking about it when I was doing the uh, first look for your game yesterday. This it kind of gave me a. Uh, I believe the game was called um, Oh Motocross Mania. I think. Did you ever play that? No, not one of the titles I played. Okay, so what what it was, it was it was very similar, and it wasn't until a little further on in your game where I hit the loop that yeah. it really gave me that vibe. I was like, oh, this reminds me of playing playing uh, Motocross Mania on the uh, on the Game Boy, and it was a, I mean, it was a ton of it was like this is like a modern version almost, you know. So it was it was it was really cool to see. Um, where like. This is this this is your second game. Like, where 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 the ideas come from? Like, wh- why a two D racer? Well, I I I've built I made quite a few games over over the years, and never really had any success other than when I made the first racing game. And the the only reason it came about was I was experimenting with one of my engines that I'd made, and I just put a. a a bike on just to test something out and I played it and it was like this is actually quite fun so I it just okay. developed me and me my best friend at the time we just we kept I kept tweaking stuff and he kept playing it and together we came up with this just idea for a, a racer just to try and make it quite addictive and uh, fun to play and and this it doesn't seem like it's a very small game it seems like it would take a little while to get through like how many how many levels are in this thing there are 60 unique levels uh, in total. Um, but then there are things called challenges, which is where you will unlock an upgrade, which is you replay a, a, a level you've already unlocked with a specific bike and you have to beat it in a certain time. Okay. And once you complete that objective, you get an upgrade. 
And then the other, as you get further on, you come into tournaments and tournaments are based on three or four stages where you have to win overall. And if you win the tournament, you unlock a vehicle. Um, so with those two combined, you progress through the game, but you need to collect tokens, which are hidden in the levels to get access to these upgrades and these tournaments. So, um, it's got a bit of a collectathon in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was noticing that. What, what is your favorite aspect of the game? Like what, what puts a smile on your face when you, when you jump in? Um, it's hard to know cause I must've played it for like two, 300 hours testing <laughs> to make sure there's no bugs and then end, bugs end up coming out anyway. So I've got an update on the way. Um, but I, I, I quite like it when you, when you get a bit further on and, um, you get some of the really cool upgrades. Like one of them is a gravity generator, which whenever you're leaning forward is part of the vehicle and it shoves you into the ground. So you can kind of drive up sheer walls if you're leaning forward because of this gravity generator that's in the, in the vehicle. And the, the other one is boost. Um, and, and I quite like the boost because you have to, as you boost, your engine gets hotter. And if you boost too much, it blows up. So you've got this boost that you've got to, keep on as close to max as possible. And if you overcook it, it's like, boom, over. <laughs> so uh, they're quite cool. Love it. And Love of course, it. I quite like the morphing. That was um, quite a, a tough thing to implement, but I, I think it adds quite a lot. Yeah. As I was racing yesterday and I'm like, wait, it said press X, you know? So I'm like, we would, we would do the spot over again and then um, change the, change the shape of the, of the stage or whatever. I was like, Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. What was it like for you when you got to see your game on the switch for the first time? Oh, uh, awesome. R- really cool. Cause it's like, I, I, I've, I initially made this, this game I made, um, like two years ago and it just didn't sell. Um, and then like, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try contacting Nintendo. So I contacted Nintendo and they said, yeah, you can put it on the switch. So I went back to it and I'm like, Oh my goodness, no wonder it didn't sell. So what I thought would be, oh, I'll port to the Switch ended up to be like a nine-month job of mm. changing just about everything about the game because uh, I realized that it wasn't as good as I thought it was the first time. I see. Um, and it's something that happens when you spend so long on a project. It's very hard to, to have a perspective outside to actually know what it's like. Um, so this time I've sent it to all my friends to make sure it's actually decent before I actually submitted it before so I got fairly good comments. So hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what, what advice would you give people wanting to get into game development? Um, oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> uh, practice. Because I've been tinkering with games, uh, trying to sell games for like 10 years, but it's always been as a hobby. So it's ne- I've always had a main job, and when I've got a spare hour or so, I've always done a bit of tinkering. And that started off on the Xbox 360 with the indie games that you could do on there, and then I went to mobile. And when I look back now at the original games I made, it's like, why would anybody spend money on these? It's just like you look at them and you're like, what? So the Every every little game you make makes you a lot better the next time. I see. And I, I, that's the only thing I can say is keep practicing, keep doing little projects, and then when you've built a little project, make it again or make something else, and you will increase um, phenomenally fast doing that. 
um, and also listen to feedback of people because people like to give you feedback. Right. That's, I mean, if you are a creative person and you're putting things out that people are going to interact with or consume or, you know, hopefully be entertained by, like, that could be, that could be a pretty difficult thing, right? Like if, did you, did you have any, like, um, did you have any tough criticisms along the way that you were like, you know, yeah, maybe they're right. And I have to, I have to address this. Yeah. Um, I remember initially any criticism is like so painful because the amount of effort just to require, just to make the simplest of game Mm -hmm. is people, people who, don't understand just what's involved. So like even a even a very simple game will take a hundred plus hours to make to to actually get it finished and all the menus working and all the saving and loading. You're looking at easily a hundred hours. So when somebody then goes around and says, oh you could do that better or oh, you could do that better, it can be very hard to take the criticism. Um especially because like it can be so hard to implement that little thing that they think's easy. <laughs> right. But um as the more I've done, the more I've realized that all even criticism is a good thing because it's some, if you're willing to change it or fix it, it just makes the game better. Right. Right. So where do you recommend, like, let's say somebody's wanting to uh, um, create a, you know, a small game. Do you recommend people start mobile that they start with switch steam? Like what, what, where would, what would you say people should start? I would say it depends what type of game you want to make. Because if it's if it's um, like this racing game doesn't work very well on mobile because it's quite an in-depth game. Even though on the on the surface it doesn't look like it is, it's quite an in-depth game. And in-depth games generally don't do amazingly well on mobile unless you're one of these big developers who can pull them off. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's like a a simple game go for mobile. But if it's anything more in depth or there's any decent story, you want to go to console. I see. I see. All right. Well, Matt, this has been, this has been great. Thank you for, uh, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been really good. Where, um, where can people, uh, find you if they want to find out more info about the game? Um, the website is a, a brilliant place to go, um, and that is riddlesoftgames.co.uk. Okay, I'll Which make sure to get that link in the show notes. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll get it in. I'll get in the show notes though, so we can uh, we can link to it. And uh, you have Twitter and, and Instagram stuff like that. Uh, I have Twitter currently. In, I have YouTube. Instagram's coming on the way, and everything. All those social medias can be accessed on the website. All the links are there. Okay. I do have a quick question about your the the racer. Does he have a name? Uh, no, he doesn't. So feel free to name him. We named him Kenneth yesterday during my uh, yeah. I noticed during my <laughs> or on on uh, Friday during my my first look. Yeah. <laughs> so plumber from the chat is saying, uh, "Games fun. If you like racing games, you should pick it up." So cool. So there you go. And Delmonix has been enjoying it as well. So so there you go. There's some there's some positive feedback, my friend, right off the bat. I just have to bite my nails until the reviews come out. Right, <laughs> right, for sure. Slightly terrifying. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, again, thank you for uh, for reaching out. Thank you for all the codes, guys. There's going to be, um, I still have a handful of codes. I'm going to give away on on stream. I will uh, be giving away 
probably some of my Instagram followers. So make sure you're following on Instagram. And uh, it, I mean, it's uh, it's been a really cool chatting with you, man. I, I appreciate all the uh, all the insight because uh, the dream for me is to definitely get get a game out on the out on a Nintendo console one day. So. Um, I appreciate the uh, the insight for sure. So, guys, you can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat. It's all N64Josh. Okay. The show notes for this episode, which will have a link to uh, to Matt's site, is going to be N64Josh.com slash NPC163. You can email the show if you'd like, npc at n64josh.com. If you have a question or comments uh, for the show, you can use hashtag AskNPC. And uh, whether you're on Twitter or Instagram, we will uh, we will see those questions and uh, be checking those out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So um, thank you for everybody that's been that's been using that. Lastly, if you'd like to get yourself a free book from Audible, you can go to audibletrial.com slash NPC. Guys, the chair I'm sitting in is from OPC. You can go to uh, n64josh.com slash OPC. You'll automatically save $10 at checkout. Remember, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash n64josh. And if you'd like to uh, join the Discord, n64josh.com slash Discord. Come hang out. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye now. Bye now.